Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 16th of February 2023. Bitcoin has gone off to the roof. It is definitely heading towards the moon and the global cryptocurrency market has pumped up by $9 billion. Now just two days ago guys, the global cryptocurrency market was below the $1 trillion mark and as of today, it is pumped up to $1.12 billion. So we're going to be discussing why that thing has happened. Now the reason is the US debt ceiling has reached a new milestone and because of that, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have definitely pumped up. Now, there is definitely some real strong correlations between the US debt economy and the prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Now, this in hindsight is not a good news because looks like Bitcoin is definitely not apolitical and politics and politicians do have a very strong say in the trajectory and direction of the price of Bitcoin and Reuters has put up an article where they have discussed the Congressional Budget Office and for once they are praising the Republicans and along with them an extreme left-leaning media called CNN. They have also discussed about the US debt ceiling. Now look guys, because of this, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have pumped up which unfortunately also means that because of this news, the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies can go down as well. Now this is definitely not ideal but nonetheless, the prices of Bitcoin has pumped up, the prices of cryptocurrency has pumped up and apart from that, the prices of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu have pumped up as well. This is because of Elon Musk who did tweet about a new CEO for Twitter. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. A few days ago guys, I did talk about NFTs on Bitcoin and at that point of time, the number of NFTs working on the Bitcoin blockchain was $10,000 but now looks like that is gaining a lot of momentum and NFTs and blockchain have crossed $100,000 and there are also works of a decentralized exchange that will be tackling NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. Later on, we're also going to be discussing NFTs on museum. A few days ago, we did talk about Snoop Dogg who did issue 22 NFTs for a museum in Los Angeles. Now this time it is to do with France. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in today's news. Now, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, we're going to be discussing two news from UAE. And the first news is absolutely brilliant. And this is from Abu Dhabi. And they are launching Hub71 and digital assets to accelerate growth of Web3 startups. And looks like the pool of investments will be in the range of $2 billion. Now, look, guys, if you're a startup or a business entity in the cryptocurrency, blockchain or the so-called Web3 space, you definitely need to check it out. The second news is to do with Metaverse, but they are deciding to put food on the blockchain and there is a protocol called as OneRare and they are launching in the UAE and I'm going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions on why it may not necessarily be a good mix for the blockchain and the cryptocurrency world, but an ideal use case in the Metaverse. So let's kick start today's episode. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. 
Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE, and the least crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers, a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race. And Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally, to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. 
they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge, and this is where Ledger kicks in. So, click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So, what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now, just a few days ago, the global cryptocurrency market did go down below the $1 trillion mark, and I believe it was at $997 billion. Now, the inflation numbers were out. Because of that, the global cryptocurrency market did pump up. But what happened yesterday is that the Congressional Budget Office did discuss about the U.S. debt ceiling, and there is a very high possibilities that the U.S. may not be able to recover. Now, because of that news, the prices of Bitcoin in particular has definitely pumped up. It has gone up by well over 10% since the last 24 hours. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in detail later on. Now, as of today, the global crypto market is at $1.12 trillion. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 8.68%. And the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is at $72.96 billion. So since the last 24 hours, it is up by 24.65%. Now, this number might be ridiculously low, but what this indicates is that people are buying Bitcoin left and right since the last 24 hours. Now, the total volume in DeFi has also gone up and it is currently at $6.56 billion and the total value locked did cross the $50 billion mark. And look guys, since January and February, I've been saying I'm just waiting for the day when the total value lock crosses the $50 billion mark and looks like 16th of February is when it has crossed the total value locked of $50.59 billion. Lido is still dominating with 17.54%. And so far as the total value locked is concerned, guys, you need to remember that Lido's deposits are not taking into consideration into the total value locked because in protocols such as Lido and Convex Finance, this protocol deposits into or is under liquid stating category. So it is subtracted from the total value locked. Now the reason for doing that is so that it is not accounting for double counting. Now in 2021, Solana was notoriously known for double counting and that's one of the reasons why the volume in DeFi did actually pump up and unfortunately Solana was the reason why there was a lot of double counting. Now DeFi does account for 8.99% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. MakeDAO is number second so far as the total value locked is concerned and $7.51 billion is locked in this protocol followed by Curve Finance at $5.07 billion followed by Aave at $4.96 billion and Convex Finance at $4.92 billion. Now, if you look at the volume of stable coins, it is not pumped up quite a lot, which I particularly like, and it is currently at $66.20 billion. Tether USDT does account for a majority of the chunk, so far as the stable coin volume is concerned, and it is at $50.09 billion. Circle USDC is at $4.84 billion, and Binance USD's volume is still picking up pace at $11.20 billion. It's going to be really interesting to see the market cap of Binance BUSD probably a month or two months down the line. I'm pretty much sure that the market cap of Binance BUSD will go down by roughly at least 10 to 20%. Now, what I really liked about today's matrix is that the global cryptocurrency market has gone up and so far as the volume of stablecoin in comparison to the total cryptocurrency market has gone down and as of today, it accounts for only 90 0.09% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. This is still ridiculously high, but I really am hoping that the volume of stable coins is low and it does account for a lower percentage 
of the total crypto market volume because ideally it should be protocols such as DeFi or Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that should account for a majority of the chunk. So if you look at the numbers of 16th February, it's definitely looking pretty good. Now let's look at the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap has pumped up by well over $40 billion since the last 24 hours and it is currently at $476 billion. Ethereum's market cap has pumped up by $20 billion and as of today, it is at $207 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $36 billion whereas Ethereum is at $11 billion. Now look guys, I really am hoping that these numbers do tend to continue probably for the rest of the year but I wouldn't be surprised if this number is completely different over the weekend. Now, so far as the dominance is concerned, Bitcoin's dominance has pumped up as well and it is currently at 42.60%. Ethereum is at 18.60% and once again guys, I really am curious to check what these numbers reflect particularly on Saturday and Sunday. Today's episode, I'm also going to be reading out the top 3 market cap of decentralized exchange and the first one is Uniswap at 5.23 billion dollars and look guys this is an absolutely terrible matrix we talk about decentralized exchanges and we talk about centralized entities being in control of your finances but Uniswap has been in existence for the past three to four years now idealistically this number should have been well over the 100 billion dollar mark unfortunately it is only at 5.23 billion dollars so this whole notion about decentralization or distributed does look like a marketing gimmick because it looks like people are definitely not using decentralized exchanges. Core Finance is number second and as of today its market cap is only $860 million. The third one is PancakeSorp and its market cap is only $710 million. Now today guys I'm also going to be discussing the top three privacy coins and surprisingly the market cap of Monero has pumped up. And it is currently at $3.03 billion. And one thing which I did notice in the month of January, when the prices of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies did ridiculously pump up, because of the inflation numbers on the 12th of Jan, it did actually show that the inflation is slowing down. And once Jerome Powell did actually announce the interest rate hike of only 50 basis points, most of the cryptocurrency protocols did actually pump up so far as the price is concerned and Metaverse protocols or rather cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that were connected to Metaverse did pump up the most. And I remember decentralized Omana did pump up by over 150%. The Sandbox or SAN did pump up by 90% and unfortunately during that era, privacy coins was the least impacted but surprisingly right now since the last 24 hours, privacy coins has pumped up the most and Monero's market cap is at $3.03 billion, followed by Zcash which has not seen much movement. It is only at $595 million and Harmony at $363 million. Now let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is currently at $24,682. Now look guys, I wouldn't be surprised over the weekend. The price of Bitcoin might just go below the $20,000 mark. I could be ridiculously wrong but this is just my thought. Now since the last 24 hours, it is up by 11.46%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 9.20%. Ethereum is surprisingly doing well as well at $1,693. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 9.22%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 4.09%.
Binance Coin, which had terrible last few days, is also doing pretty well at $322. Since the last 24 hours, it is up by 8.74%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 0.73%. And once again, guys, it's going to be really critical to see these numbers over the weekend. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding politics and Bitcoin. And one question which I often think about is, is Bitcoin apolitical? Now, the whole idea of creating Bitcoin was suppression of money and the state, but unfortunately looks like politics. And politicians heavily influence the future of Bitcoin and their policies and regulations can directly and indirectly impact the direction and the value of Bitcoin. Reuters has reported that the Congressional Budget Office on Wednesday did actually state that the US Department of Treasury will exhaust its ability to pay all its bills sometime between July and September unless the current $31.4 trillion cap on borrowing is raised or suspended. Now, Lucas, when you talk about the US debt, it currently stands at $31.4 trillion. This is a ridiculously high volume. Now, when Bitcoin initially started, the US debt ceiling was at $20 billion. And at that point of time, I remember Bitcoin maximalists were talking about that the US debt economy is completely going to collapse. It is currently at $31.4 trillion. Now, the article by Reuters did actually state that the Congressional Budget Office has warned that the US Department of Treasury will run out of the ability to pay its bill somewhere between July and September unless the current $31.4 trillion cap on borrowing is further raised or suspended. And guys, the Congressional Budget Office has cautioned that a federal debt default could occur before July if revenue flowing into the Treasury in April when most Americans typically submit annual income tax filings and you might be expecting some lags as well. Now listen guys, only because of this news, the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency has pumped up and the report also stated that the annual US budget deficit will average between $2 trillion between 2024 and 2033 and it is highly possible that because of that, the unemployment rates will remain high. And Republicans, guys, do actually want to withhold a debt limit increase until the Democrats agree to deep spending cuts. And look, us if you've been following the US politics, the Democrats have been aggressively been printing money and they have been sending funds to Ukraine and quite a lot of other countries. Now, for the very first time, looks like the left-leaning media callers Reuters does actually agree that Republicans, who do actually control the House of Representatives, want to withhold a debt limit increase. Now, keeping all these things in mind, I do have this feeling that the next interest rate hike when Jerome Powell announces might be a little bit higher. And this, once again, will have an impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now, let me share another article which is written by extreme left-leaning media called CNN. And I'll try to give my experience and thoughts on how does it impact the price of Bitcoin and vice versa. So, CNN has reported that Congress needs to act soon to avoid further catastrophic to the US debt default. Now, the article focuses on three things that is reaching the debt ceiling, steep increase in deficit and slowing economy. And the article explains that the Congressional Budget Office has warned that the US may be unable to meet its financial obligation between July and September if the debt limit is not addressed. And the Congressional Budget Office also predicts a decline in economic growth, a rise in unemployment and an increase in the federal deficit and debt. Now listen guys, 
While Bitcoin is not directly related to the US debt limit, its value can be influenced by economic factors like inflation and interest rate. And if the US economy experiences high inflation or interest rates, investors may turn to Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation and a store of value. Now listen guys, unfortunately that thing has not happened in the past and looks like based on the numbers, stable coins have acted as a hedge against inflation, not just for the fintech world but also for the cryptocurrency world as well. Now what the article also explores is that conversely if the economy experiences a downturn, Bitcoin's value may be impacted as investors may shift their focus to more traditional safe haven assets. And guys, if you've been following the US politics, it is important to note that the US government and regulatory bodies have been paying closer attention to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies which could impact the cryptocurrency's values in the near future as well. So let me try to expound a bit more on how the price of Bitcoin may be affected by the US debt limit and other economic factors. Firstly, it's important to understand that Bitcoin operates independently of traditional financial systems and is not directly tied to any government or central bank. Its value is determined solely by market demand and supply, which can be influenced by a range of factors, including economic conditions and investor sentiments. And this is the time that the so-called Bitcoin price influencers or cryptocurrency influencers do tend to pump the demand of Bitcoin. And as I mentioned earlier, when the US economy experiences high inflation or interest rates, some investors may turn to alternative assets like Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation and a store of value. This is because Bitcoin has a limited supply with only 21 million coins that can ever be created and its supply is not just subject to government or central bank manipulation. As a result, some investors do actually see Bitcoin as a potential hedge against inflation that can occur when government prints more money or take on high level of debt as it is currently seen in the case of United States of America. Conversely guys, when the US economy experiences a downturn or recession, investors may shift the focus to more traditional safe haven assets like gold or US treasuries as well, which are generally viewed as more stable and less volatile than Bitcoin. And during times of economic uncertainties, investors may be more risk-averse and prefer to hold assets that are less likely to experience rapid price fluctuations. Now what I would really recommend you to do is guys, follow the tweets of Peter Schiff because he's been bashing Bitcoin left and right but has been praising gold precisely for this reason. Now it's also worth noting that the US government and regulatory bodies have been paying closer attention to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in recent years which has the potential to impact its price. Some have even proposed regulations and oversight measures to address concerns about fraud, money laundering and other potential risks associated with cryptocurrencies and if such regulations were to be implemented, it could increase the cost and difficulty of buying and holding Bitcoin which could in turn lead to a decrease in demand and a corresponding decrease in price. So overall, while the US debt limit and other economic factors can have an impact on the price of Bitcoin, it's important to remember that Bitcoin's value is ultimately determined by market demand and supply and can be influenced by a wide range of factors as well. So those are my thoughts and opinions. Now listen guys, if you do have any points or suggestions, mention them in the comments below. Now let's discuss NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain. Few days ago guys, I did talk about Ordinals, which is a project which has the ability to have NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain. And when I released that podcast, there were well over 10,000 Bitcoins already on Bitcoin blockchain. Now Bitcoin.com earlier stated 
that as of today more than 100,000 ordinal inscriptions have been added to Bitcoin blockchain since the start of the trend. And because of the growing popularity, people have launched supporting marketplaces and tools that allow individuals to inscribe without a full note. Additionally, there are also talks of a decentralized ordinal exchange, so it looks like NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain are definitely gaining a lot of momentum. Now, this is great news for Bitcoin miners because what is happening is, as and when NFTs are created and maintained on the Bitcoin blockchain, the blocks are becoming full and because of that, the Bitcoin miners are in a position to charge transaction fees. And in my podcast a few days ago, I did talk about where the fees did actually increase by 120% for doing transactions on Bitcoin blockchain. Now, Bitcoin maximalists have been completely divided on this news. Some of them like it. Some of them absolutely hate it. Now, Gamma.io and OrdinalBots.com have also created tools that allow people to mint Ordinal inscription on-chain for an added fee on top of the network fee. So, if you want to go and mint NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain, definitely go and check out Gamma.io and OrdinalBots.com. Now, along with that, Dgods NFTs are also now on Bitcoin blockchain. Now, there is an article which is published by Decrypt which states that Decords initially used to work on Solana blockchain but the founders Frank and Kevin have gone ahead and given an explanation on why they have decided to burn 535 Solana NFTs and they have switched on to Bitcoin blockchain. So it looks like NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain are definitely the news so far as the first quarter of 2023 is concerned. Now apart from that, another news that has taken momentum in the first quarter of 2023 is NFTs on museum. And few days ago, guys, I did talk about Snoop Dogg, who did actually donate 22 NFTs to a museum in Las Vegas. But this news is about NFTs on museum in France. And the Centre Pompidio, the leading modern art museum in Paris, France, has announced a permanent exhibition of NFTs. And the museum will showcase NFTs from various global digital artists, including CryptoPunks number 110, Autoglyph number 25. And according to Xavier Ray, who is the director of the French National Museum of Modern Arts, the center is pursuing its interest in digital art in connecting with blockchain technology. Now, if you're an NFT artist and if you're living somewhere in France or do want to contribute your art into a museum, you definitely need to check it out. Now, guys, let's discuss some fun news regarding Elon Musk and new CEO of Twitter. And Elon Musk did actually tweet a few days ago, which received over 108 million views. And what he tweeted was that Shiba Inu will be the new CEO of Twitter. And there are a couple of follow-up pictures as well. And he did take a jab at himself, stating that the new CEO might do a better job than himself. Now, after this news was announced, the prices of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu temporarily pumped up as well. Now, listen, guys, because of this news, the Shiba Inu community were definitely pumped up. And as of today, it is up by 7.62%. But Dogecoin was also pumped up. And as of today, it is up by 6.42%. Now, could it be possible that over the weekend, the prices of cryptocurrencies and blockchain collapses? Now, if that thing were to happen, I wouldn't be surprised if the price of Dogecoin and Shiba Inu falls down the most. Now, guys, let's discuss two news regarding UAE. Now, the first news is an absolutely brilliant news. And this is about Abu Dhabi. And they are launching Hub71 plus digital assets to accelerate growth of Web3 startups. So if you want to find out the website, the website is hub71.com. And Hub71 Cars is Abu Dhabi's global tech ecosystem 
that enable founders to build globally enduring hometown tech companies in any sector by providing access to global markets, a capital ecosystem, a global network of partners, and a vibrant community filled with high-skilled talent governed by forward-thinking regulations. And they were present at Jitex as well. And they do have a phenomenal kiosk and they have a phenomenal team as well. And Hub71 is backed by a robust network of strategic partners which provide a unique competitive advantage to their startups. And they have partnered with Mudabala, which is if not one of the giants so far as investment is concerned. And they also have a partnership with Abu Dhabi Investment Office, which I believe is one of the world's biggest investment funds. And also Abu Dhabi Global Market, to look as if you're a startup or a business entity working into the digital asset sector. You definitely need to check out Hub71. Now the news is that Abu Dhabi's global tech ecosystem, Hub71 has launched Hub71 Plus Digital Assets, a dedicated Web3 specialist ecosystem and the new ecosystem will be based in Abu Dhabi global market and benefit from its regulated environment and more than $2 billion worth of capital has been committed to fund Web3 startups and blockchain technologies through the ecosystem and startup from all stages from seed to unicorn will be able to scale globally and access programs, initiatives and corporate, government and investment partners and first Abu Dhabi Bank also called as FAB and its innovative center Fabric are the anchor partner of Hub71 plus digital assets and first Abu Dhabi Bank will help identify Web3 startups, entrepreneurs and breakthrough technologies to reimagine financial services in the metaverse as well. And look guys, in my metaverse everything podcast, I definitely am going to be covering this news and I'm also going to be discussing more in details about the second news that I'll be covering regarding one rare. Now going back to the news regarding Hub71, Hub71 partners include digital asset exchanges and service providers, technology providers, venture studios, venture capital funds and blockchain platforms and digital asset exchange and service providers include Binance and Midchains as well and technology providers include Amazon Web Services and Mastercard and Venture Studios founders DAO will facilitate the build and acceleration of new Web3 and digital asset startups and guys venture capital funds that will provide access to capital and investment opportunities include Binance Lab which has a 500 million dollars investment fund Venom Foundation through its $1 billion venture fund and Town Foundation of $200 million. And guys, not only this, existing venture capital partners from Hub71 are also set to invest in Web3 companies. And apart from this, guys, blockchain platforms enabling transparent recording, tracking and sharing of assets include Algorand, Polygon, SUI Blockchain, Town Foundation and Venom Foundation. And Ahmad Al-Alwan, who is the deputy CEO of Hub71, said, The launch signifies the Abu Dhabi is open to disruptive businesses, driving change on a global level. And Dahir bin Dahir Al-Mayri, the CEO of ADGM, said, The alliance will help startups and digital assets benefit from ADGM's diverse ecosystem and progressively regulatory environment. And Suhail bin Taraf, the group CEO of FAB, said that the partnership will allow the bank to fulfill its customer-first promise by leveraging new opportunities at the intersection of digital identity, ownership and value and Web3 startups at the unicorn stage will benefit from Help71 value creation program to support business relocation to Abu Dhabi and growth in the Middle East and global markets. So it's a definitely, definitely massive news guys and I've been noticing this news is spelled like rapid fire in the cryptocurrency world as well. 
Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding OneRare and the news is that they are launching its services in UAE. So let me try to give out my thoughts and opinions on this. Now if you go to the website, the website is onerare.io. Now I do shoot an email to one of the founders of OneRare and I'll try to get more information on how it merges well with the metaverse. Now based on the website, it says that they are the world's first food wars and OneRare is on a mission to foodify the blockchain and, and bring the global food industry to Web3 for the first time. Now look guys, I have a problem with this because when you talk about food industries getting into the blockchain, I don't think so, it is the right use case. And if you go to YouTube and look at Andreas Antonopoulos, one of the OGs in the Bitcoin and blockchain world, he actually made mockery of things getting into blockchain. He said about having lettuce on the blockchain, broccoli on the blockchain and quite a lot of other. Now going back to Wonder, if you go onto the website, it states that you can claim NFTs from your favorite chefs, brands and restaurants, access culinary and social food experiences, battle and earn in the game zoning and swap NFTs for real meal. But this all use case sounds great but it'll make perfect sense in the metaverse but so far as merging food on the blockchain it is a definitely big no for me. Now they also have a rare token where you can stake, shop, play and explore and look as it's so critical that we truly understand the limited use case of blockchain technology. Now so far as Bitcoin and blockchain is concerned you need to understand that the system is extremely slow and the food wars features different zones for celebrity chefs food brands and virtual restaurants where users can explore an open world with various geographical areas such as beaches, forests and lake sites. Now will this thing succeed? I really am not sure. But based on the news article it states that dish NFTs include global cuisines, festivals, festive specials, keto and vegan friendly recipes and signature dishes from celebrity chefs and restaurants. Now so far as the NFT element is concerned where the chefs issue NFTs I could say that it makes some kind of use case and UAE based F&B brands such as Foodlink, Bookout Cafe, Farsi Cafe, Cali Poke and Papa Jones have signed up to release their NFTs for signature dishes and Foodlink released NFTs for a sustainable cloud kitchen brand, Art of Dumb Signature Dish, Dumb Handika Ghost and China Bistro Vegetable Crystal Dumplings in Food Wars and the Bookout Cafe is set to release three unique Wadapau NFTs they call as Cheese Burst. Chase One and Classic on February 19th. So it's going to be really interesting to see the success of these NFTs and OneRay creates a unique and safe virtual setting for brands and consumers to come together and explore food. And the founders Gaurav Gupta and Supreet Raju and partners of OneRay that is Sanjay Vizrani who is the founder and CEO of Foodlink Global Restaurants and Catering Services and Mukherjee who is the co-founder of Bucket Cafe are excited for the platform's unique opportunity to explore food and revolutionize Web 3.0. Now this news might sound great, but considering the fact that it's merging with blockchain technology, to be honest, I don't think so. It is a perfect mix. But if this thing is implemented in the metaverse, and if you are merging it with all five senses, using virtual reality headset, augmented reality headset, or extended reality headset, if you're issuing NFTs, that can be utilized in the metaverse, which to be honest might take 3 to 5 years. I do think it might be a perfect use case, but nonetheless, I do wish them all the best. So those were the news guys in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXP for the 16th of Feb. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2070watt.com.
that talks everything about metaverse. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Matt who asks: Is it too late to get into the Metaverse? To be honest, not at all, Matt. As a matter of fact, I do think that we are a bit too early in the Metaverse. The only reason there is so much of hype regarding Metaverse is because Facebook changed its name from Facebook to Meta. Ever since that news was announced. Everyone has become experts in metaverse. So to answer your questions, I don't think that you're too early to get into the metaverse. I do think that you're very early. What I really strongly recommend Matt is to truly understand what the metaverse is. Once you understand what metaverse is, you would understand what it is not. One thing which I've been saying for the past few years is metaverse mainstream adoption is at least 8 to 10 years away. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that adoption happens much quicker. And in one of the interviews that I had with the CEO of Meta Incubator, he did give his reasoning as to why he does feel that mainstream adoption of Metaverse might be higher. And I kind of agree to him, so check out that episode. But to answer your question, no, you're definitely not too late. As a matter of fact, I do think that we're looking at at least 8 years for mainstream adoption of Metaverse. And in that time, Matt, I wouldn't be surprised if 90% of the projects completely disappear, which is not necessarily a bad thing because if you look at the internet, when the internet started, I'm pretty much sure hundreds and thousands of millions of protocols have completely failed. But the internet is absolutely brilliant. The same thing with mobile technology and pretty much soon. And pretty much soon the same thing will be for the metaverse as well. Now at the moment, Matt, I do feel that Web 3.0 and metaverse is definitely a great marketing tool. And you can raise quite a lot of funds. So I would rephrase this and say that right now metaverse is an ideal platform to raise funds. Providing you're actually using Metaverse, you need to understand when you talk about Metaverse, there is virtual reality headset, there is extended reality headset, there is augmented reality headset. One thing which I'm really critical in saying is that just switching existing experience into Metaverse will not cut it. There needs to be at least a 10x improvement from current existing systems to switch into the Metaverse. And that is the perfect use case of Metaverse. And you need to also combine all the five senses as well. And that's one of the reasons why I do think it might take at least five to eight years. Now, what I'd recommend you to do is, Matt, last Friday I did release an episode where I do strongly believe where Saudi Arabia is definitely taking a lead in the Metaverse race. Now, it's good to be early, but you also need to remember the economies of scale because you're talking about some heavy duty technology. There's going to be a lot of investment. And it is possible that in the next few years, these economies of scale might be made redundant. So it depends on, you know, business entities, financial standings. The key area that one thing which I often say in my Metaverse Everything podcast is to pay a lot of attention to the developments that is taking place in the semiconductor and in the nanochips industry. So to answer your question, Matt, no, you're definitely not too late. You're still at an early stage. If I were you, I would hold back, maybe wait for another few years and then get into the Metaverse industry. So those were the news guys from the Crypto and Coffee 88 from Blockchain DXP for the 16th of Feb 
In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to infoblockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website areas2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. we have Crypto and Coffee at eight, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse, and how the series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee Date works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series. Where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye bye.